Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench. I'm your host today, Joseph Bucci, and I'm joined with today. How's it going? Back again. Back again. And we do have our special guest. Want to introduce yourself, man? I don't know. Do you want to introduce me? <laughs> everybody, for all of you that are that are listening, this is our this is um my great friend, Delps' great friend, Blaze Tambori. And you, you, you can, you can roll your eyes better than me, man. So, that's all I gotta say about that. You can't he, roll your eyes? Not really, no. No, no. Joe, Joe, see, I can't yeah. do that. I wish. <laughs> anyway, um, Blaze has his own podcast. Everybody, um, if you guys follow our Instagram at Behind the Bench One, then you would know this. Um, he's the fellow that is sitting to my right, and he, he's on the all the way on the right side of the table. I guess your left if you're looking at the screen, and. Um, he is he called himself Moneybags. He so he he owns he runs his own podcast, The Pitch Blitz. It's available on all platforms. Everybody check it out. He talks mainly soccer and Blaze is the man. Blaze, you got anything else to say? Did I miss on anything? Joe, thank you for that introduction. I really appreciate it. Uh what's going on everybody? Thank you for tuning in uh, on behalf of Joe and Delps to Behind the Bench. <clears throat> thank you for being on here. Of course, of yes, course. Sir. I I I appreciate the invite. Um, you know, I Talking is my passion, um, and when I talk about sports, it's even more of a passion for me. Thank um, you, man. So thank you for, for having me on, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this episode. Heck yeah. yeah Heck it's yeah. going to be a great one. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we could jump jump right into it. Hopefully everyone, everyone uh, you know, all of you guys that are listening and part of the best fans in the stands, hopefully that all of you guys had a great week so far. I hope you guys are having an amazing week, and I hope you guys are continuing to have an amazing week, an amazing day, and hopefully this is, you know, entertaining you guys for the next hour. Anyway, with all that being said, Super Bowl, guys, big, big thing. Like, and yeah, honestly, this is like the, you know, something called the Super Bowl. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big game. You know, in it, the break, it yeah. breaks all records for, for ratings and everything. Mm-hmm. But regardless, um, I feel like, you know, the last couple of years, I feel like the Super Bowl has been eh and just like kind of, you know, missed out on a lot of its. A lot of it's I don't know the right word. But it's like the glam and the glory, I would say, <clears> just because it's always the same characters and it's yeah. same teams and or it's same so team. I should say out and everything. Yeah. Um, this year was completely different. Obviously, we talked about this last episode. Rams, who we have seen in the mix a lot of the past years, and Bengals. Um, the game was amazing. Halftime performance was amazing. Delps and Blaze, I want both of your takes on this before I go. So, Delps, give me your take. On the game, the halftime show, like the everything. Game, the game. I, I mean, listen. One, so man. everybody that watched or listened to our last episode that watched behind the bets, um, they all know that I took Bengals plus four. I was I was really w- hoping that the Bengals would win. Um, you know, just to see Joe Burrow, you know, uh, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase win their win the Super Bowl. That would have been super cool. Um, but at the same time, I'm super happy for Matt Stafford, OBJ, Aaron Donald, um, Jalen Ramsey, the whole cast on that LA Rams team. Um, so either way, it's not like I was a fan of either team, and I, you know, my team lost. W- whatever team had won, obviously in this case it was the Rams. Super happy with it. If the Bengals had won, I would have the same reaction. Um, my mm-hmm. Bengals plus four bet did hit, so I'm very happy about that. Nice. nice. Um, besides that, I thought it was a really entertaining Super Bowl. Um, I honestly thought that it was going to be a little bit more of a shootout than it actually was. Um, in the first quarter, I think obviously the Rams came out firing. They start off with the the touchdown to OBJ to kick things off, and then you know the the Rams D held the Bengals to a field goal in the first quarter. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a little bit more of a defensive minded game. And then you know as it started to reach the later stages of the game. The scoring kind of slowed down. The uh, the offensive pressure kind of slowed down, and the defense pressure really kicked up. And you know, obviously, we all saw it. And if you didn't, um, the Rams capped off their you know amazing season with you know a game winning touchdown for the Super Bowl by none other Cooper Cup um, on who, Eli Apple on on Eli Apple mm-hmm. who was getting absolutely flamed but on social a, media. That's, that's a whole, a, that's a whole different story that, that I yeah. want to save for later. Um, but yeah, and 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 all, I I had a great time. I really enjoyed watching the game. Um, the halftime show was unreal. I thought it was great. That was it was so sick. I oh mean, man, it was so great watching with all, all my friends and it was just getting crazy for <laughs> Dr. Dre and Fifty Cent, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, mm-hmm. the whole cast. It was nuts. Kendrick Lamar too. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, I really liked watching it. And then this is, I think I re- remember saying this last week too, that this was like the one Super Bowl that I was like really excited to watch. Yeah, like you would said, it kind of like. Super Bowls in the past kind of lost that little bit of 
glimmer, I would say. Or it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a Super Bowl. It, obviously, it's still a yeah, big man, deal. No, it's Super Bowl. But, you know, this year, two whole new casts, two whole new stories. And, yeah, I, I honestly couldn't be more happy with the way that it ended up. Yeah, man, I agree. Blaze, what's your take, man? Yeah, I mean, Delps, you hit the nail on the head several times there. But um, I just want to say that it was so nice, so, so nice to watch the Super Bowl without Tom Brady in it. Yeah, man. Yep. I, you can say that I, again. I love Tom Brady as a person. Hate him as a player. <laughs> um, I'm a Jets fan, so I've yes. seen my fair share of Tom Brady beating teams. Um <laughs> This Super Bowl was nothing short of excitement. Yeah. Uh, going into it, honestly, when when the when the playoffs first started, people asked me, you know, who do you want to see in the in the Super Bowl? You know, everyone said, oh, like maybe the 49ers will pull it off, like maybe the Cardinals will, or but I always I always had a soft spot for the Bengals. Um, my brother actually met Joe Burrow at last year's Super Bowl, and he told me he was. Not a nice person, really. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's. Great. I mean, Joe Joe Burrow also had a few drinks in him, and my okay. brother said he was on some stuff. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> okay. all right. That's, so that's um, so, funny. so I mean, my my opinion of him was a little bit swayed, mm-hmm. um, but nonetheless, this game was nothing short of excitement. Um, I either way, like Delp said, either way, whoever won this game, I was gonna. Love the outcome. Yeah. Um, the way the game ended, I had Bengals plus three and a half, so my bet hit as well. Um, it was just a very fun game. Uh, unfortunately, the Bengals couldn't pull it out, but I'm glad that Matthew Stafford, the first year from leaving the Lions, he was able to pull <laughs> the through. Lions. Um, and oh, I, I mean, I, I, this could be a hot take, but I feel bad for Jared Goff because it's he, hard not to feel bad because for him. he came really so close. He came so close. Yeah. He basically had practically the same exact team that Matthew Stafford has, but Matthew Stafford was able to compose himself at the right moments and was able to cap it off. Um, And Cooper Cup, I had him in fantasy this year, um, and I really think people would have overlooked this season for him statistically if he weren't able to win the Super Bowl. So um, I think Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, OBJ... Whatever. Um, not was never really a big fan of him. Kind of feel the same way about him that I do Antonio Brown. We could speak on that later. Ah. But <clears throat> I said okay. hot, I, I okay. said I said hot take. You did. You did. Had a label keep at going. the beginning. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. I, so once again, I mean, I don't want to take all the time here, but no, it was it, very good game. I enjoyed yeah. the game from start to finish. Uh, mm-hmm. Halftime show. Uh, I enjoyed. Um, but I, I don't know about you guys, but I got several texts from my parents yep. um, mm-hmm. in the middle of the halftime show telling me how much of a joke it is. Is this what society is coming to? Oh, oh um, man. Oh, oh I man. didn't get texts like that. I, 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 I got texts like that. I will, I will read oh, a text no. from my I, dad. Hold on. I can't read texts from my dad, okay? Oh, This is a public on. radio station. I think we should keep those texts <laughs> private. <laughs> yeah. No, my gosh, Blaze. That's hilarious, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I honestly, there were a couple things that I, you know, I, the OBJ thing, I don't know. I'd like to discuss that a little more with you. Um, the halftime performance, not going to lie, Blaze, my parents loved it. My, <laughs> they loved it. Yeah, they, my, my dad, they, my parents loved it because too. Because they really like Eminem. Um, they like his story and, you know, how he really came from nothing. And you can honestly look at that as like kind of the American dream a little bit. But obviously, it's, you know, 0.000001% of people. But regardless, regardless. Um, you go from eight mile in Detroit to yeah, yeah, yeah. performing in halftime of the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, it's man. absolutely nuts. That's it's crazy. But anyway, um, I thought the Super Bowl was great. I thought that the ending was great. Um, a lot of people, before I discuss more about the OBJ thing, Blaze, with you, I do want to say this quickly. Jalen Ramsey. What happened with him, man? He, he li- listen. He, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just want to say something really quick before I let you two answer this. He was arguably the best cornerback in the game going into the Super Bowl, and all year he's been playing very well. And then the Super Bowl happened, and he allowed was it the most uh, passing yards by a cornerback allowed ever in a Super Bowl, or was, was that just like in the last lines. like five years? Crazy, yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Jalen Ramsey, he's the top cornerback, and he likes to talk his talk a lot, and he's one of those guys that's flashy, and he's not afraid to be flashy, and you know, usually his game backs him up, but this time, he was very flashy, and he had 160 yards, I believe, 
thrown on him in the Super Bowl. And on top of all of that, I don't know if you guys saw the picture. The last play of the game, fourth and one, when Joe Burrow was passing the ball, Jamar Chase was wide, wide open. Wide mm-hmm. open. Jalen Ramsey was wide on the, open. He was on the ground. He was literally on the ground in the picture. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. He was if, on if the Joe ground. Burrow had two more seconds, at maybe oh, even one more second. The Bengals second. would be Super Bowl winners. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what's your guys' take on that? What's Jalen Ramsey? like? Does he decline from here? Does he you know bounce back next year? I mean, how old is he? I, I haven't really looked at this. Has he got his money already? But... You know, like, I don't know. I, I don't know where I really see him going from here. I mean, I don't know. I think he's still a lockdown he's, defender. But. Oh, he absolutely still is a lockdown defender. I mean, he's 27 years old. So he's entering his prime. He's, yeah, I think that's, you can say that with ease. Um, I mean, you're going to have a bad game. You can't have a perfect game every single game of the season. You can't. And obviously everybody expects the players to play their absolute best in the Super Bowl. Sometimes stuff happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get, you know, on the on the 80, 85 yard touchdown that, you know, that was the the opening to the Bengals scoring drive in the second quarter. I want to say. Yeah. I mean, listen, was that a controversial call? Should Boyd have gotten a face mask and a, and a holding call? Potentially, yes. But at the same time, Jalen Ramsey was still there. If he wasn't, if he wasn't get, if he didn't get pushed off uh, from his face mask, he might have made that play. Who knows? But I think it's. Still a little too early to discount Jalen Ramsey at this point because, yes, he did let up that many yards, but also look at the receivers that were lined up right across from him. He was Jamar Chase, Boyd, and just that Bengals offense it just kind of exploded. It was it was actually it was I mean it was really cool to see, but I think the one thing that saved the Rams and was their defensive line. I mean, Aaron Donald was an absolute animal. Yeah, man, he, he had the an game ceiling sack on that fourth and fourth and one play. Fourth and one, yeah. Ridiculous. He had three sacks total. Yeah. Like, jeez. He's a beast. Yeah, he's just he's pushing so guys good. around. It's a man against boys. You guys you guys see when um Aaron Donald said uh in that meme with DK Metcalf, he was like, How much you bench? And DK was like, three fifty. And Aaron Donald's like or someone was like, How much do you bench? And he's like, Five. Five what? And he's like, five hundred. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, DK looked at him like, What? Um, Blaze, what what's your take on the whole Jalen Ramsey thing, man? I'm very curious. I was never the biggest supporter of him. Okay. Is it the flashiness that gets you? Yes. I know Um, that gets you with a lot of players, man. Yeah, I mean, go out there, do your job. You know, you don't see, you know, stockbrokers on Wall Street, you know, dancing around when they, you know, when their portfolio goes up 50%, you know. Um, Everyone has a job to do, whether you're on the field, whether you're off the field, whether you're in the press box, no matter what you're doing. Everyone has a job to do. Now, I understand all the eyes are on him. Um, as well as all the other players. <clears throat> but, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, I do think that it's rough to say that he's at the peak of his career. I think he's not going to decline from here. He's only going to progress. Um, he's a very talented player. But, I mean, sometimes the flashiness can get to you, mm-hmm. um, like we see with Odell Beckham. Unfortunately, very unfortunate that I'm just going to yeah, switch yeah. it here. Yeah, but, go for it. Go, um, go, go. Very unfortunate that Odell, in his yeah, first man. Super Bowl, yeah. After his first touchdown, tore or was it he tore his ACL? Yeah, tore his ACL. That was tough to watch. Tore his ACL. Um, you know, very unfortunate. But at the same time, you know, he had a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the second half of the season with the Rams. Yeah, he he had he had more touchdowns on the Rams than he did in in his Browns career. Yeah, he uh, and that's like three years, say, what, right? Three years. Yeah. With his second game with the Rams, or maybe it was his third, I don't know. But he had know, his man. first hundred yard game since twenty nineteen. <sighs> Baker Mayfield ruined him. Yeah, one hundred percent. Baker Mayfield is a bum. Yeah, so yeah. That really describes. And him, no but. one's a bigger criticizer than our housemate Carbone. Carbone, <laughs> shout out Carbone. Yeah, he does not like Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of people Carbone don't like, um, but one of the <laughs> players that that Carbone really loves, uh, who I'm going to hate on. Who I have been hating on in the past five minutes is uh, Odell Beckham. Um, he's a cancer. Uh, similar to uh, Antonio Brown. When he was on the Giants, he did very well. Mm-hmm. He Obviously, everyone knows the Odell catch that made him famous. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of him then. Wasn't the biggest fan of him on the Browns. Um, but now that he's succeeding... It, it, it's kind of nice to see. Yeah, you know? 100%. You, know, it, it's, you it's, can't it's, root against no, him. You no. can't because I'm, 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 like, I'm, if you're I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not, excuse me, I'm not rooting against him, but again, it's a job. Yeah. 
It All is right. a job. No, yeah, you're right. you are right. I get it. You're, but also at the little... same time, OBJ didn't walk off the field on, on his team in the middle right. of a game. Well, that, that's a very good point. That's he, also he do that's that. that's Antonio Brown's CT. There's <laughs> something something going on up there. Yeah, man. No, yeah, one hundred percent. I get it. I get it. I do. I do get <laughs> like the the opinions about OBJ because you look at you know the game. I forget what when it was, but I want to say it was one of his last games with the Giants against the. Uh, because the Panthers, when him and Josh Norman were just oh, going yeah. at it, and then yeah, he fought yeah. the the kicking net and then lost to that net. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was definitely, <laughs> I think, a big da- a big turn in yeah, gets- you know in some Giants fans, obviously, but also just NFL fans in general of how they view him. Because you know, if he can't keep his temper, he, I mean, he basically dolphin dived right at Josh Norman's head. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you remember that play? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I and like saw he, it like a couple hours. Ago. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, you still see it to this day. So obviously, it still has an impact. But then. You know, with the Browns, it was like he was fighting injuries and Baker was fighting injuries. Everybody was injured, and it was just like it was a whole mess. And then Baker's also not the best quarterback, also. Not by a I long do shot. Have to say yeah, that. not by a long shot. <laughs> and then, you know, he obviously goes to the Rams and, you know, he finds his footing and he really does and he wins the Super Bowl with them. I was scrolling through Instagram yesterday and it was it was going through like different players in the NFL and where they're playing now versus where their best playing fit is for next season. Mm-hmm. And they, I think it was the ESPN account, they said that the best place for OBJ to play next year is Kansas City. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Which I don't really know. That'd be interesting to see. That would be interesting. I don't, listen, obviously we've seen OBJ hop from the Giants to the Browns to the Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he's just going to win a Super Bowl and dip. I don't yeah. think he's just going to do that. Yeah, I think he, I think he's loyal. I think he wants to stay there. Will he consider retirement? Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. How old is he now? 30? That is also a good 20, 20, 29? Know. He's definitely got to be low 30s, I feel like. No, not low 30s. I he's think he's 30 29. 29? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That it, It's something to think about. And honestly, when I first heard someone say that, I was like, what? No. But honestly, after, after thinking about it more, I was like, oh, maybe. Maybe he'll flaunt the idea around. Honestly, I, th- I still think no. But it wouldn't surprise me as much as people, as other people would be surprised by it as. Listen. He has torn AC, he has two torn ACLs like in his in his career Both two torn ACLs. Yeah. His ankles messed up since he was with the Giants. That's why he missed the first five games with the Giants in his rookie year. Um, I don't know, man. That guy just he he you know he he just has has a lot going on, and I don't know. He's having his first kid. Congrats to him. Um, yeah, I don't know, Blaze. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, but you have to think about it. Since he's having his first kid, a lot of the guys I was watching the. Um, yeah. Or today we were watching the um, the parade today, mm-hmm. and I forget exactly who it was that said something. I think it was Whitworth, the, okay. the lineman. Yeah, yeah, Andrew um, Whitworth. Yes, I. He said something about um, him not being able to be there for his kids and everything that he had to sacrifice. Yeah, you know, towards the game. Um, OBJ tearing your ACL, the same knee twice. Yep, having your first kid. It's similar to what Giselle said to Tom Brady. You know, at the end of the day, yes, you, this is your first love, football. You know, you enjoy it, do it, it pays the bills. But at the end of the day, when your kids are going from zero to eight, those are the most crucial years for your kids. Yeah. And you want to be there. So Yeah, 100%. It'll be interesting to see what, what Odell does. Uh, I mean, I would love to see him stay in, in the NFL, but obviously, you know, I'm not him and He's the one to make that call. Yeah, one hundred percent. I like that take. What was the uh, who was the other player that had a kid during the Super Bowl? Uh, um, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. He was right. the wide yep. receiver for the Rams. Yeah, yeah very cool story. For yeah. those of you that don't know what we're talking about, definitely look it up. It's definitely on a headline somewhere. He he played in the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl ring, and at halftime, his girlfriend went into labor. Yep. Very cool story. Left the stadium. She was there at the game and That's left nice. the stadium on a stretcher. <laughs> That's crazy. Good for her. Um, everything's okay as as of what I know. Um, there was know, a lot of cool things that came out of like the Super with the Bowl. baby and the delivery. And I know yeah. another. I don't know who the Rams player was, but I know he proposed to his girlfriend on the field after. Oh, really? Won. So he, he I got it. He that. got the Super Bowl ring and then he got the engagement ring. Oh, that that awesome. was pretty cool too. That's cool. Um, seeing Whitworth celebrate with his kids and his wife, that was really cool to see because. Mm-hmm. You know, his story, his journey, I mean, the man is 40 years old. He's been in the league since God knows when. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he's been through <laughs> all, like, called trials and tribulations. I want to say he was drafted by the Bengals, and then he got dealt to the Rams. I think mm. that's what it was. I don't know. 
I, they did a little. They it. did a little like narrative about him pregame before mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, and I want to say he was drafted by the Bengals. I vaguely remember hearing that. And um, yeah, so like me personally, absolutely loved. I think this the Super Bowl just wrapped this NFL season up with yeah, a nice definitely. little bow. Yeah, um, no, tuck I it under agree. the tree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I do want to talk about one more thing before we had to break here. So Delps and for all the listeners that are constant listeners on our show. As you guys know, we are Giants fans here, and we constantly talk about the Giants and what they need to do, and I've gone on rants in the past multiple times, and there are recordings in, in our link tree. Everybody shout out our link tree. Go, go and check that out. Um, you could hear me rant about the Giants and what, what they have to do moving forward. Now, we have a Jets fan on the podcast. Blaze. Yes. What's the current state of the Jets right now, current state of the coaching staff right now, and what do you think, in your opinion, is in store for the Jets moving forward. Hope. Okay. Now, why why do you say that? Elaborate a little bit for me. We have a young coach at the helm. We mm-hmm. have a young Zach Wilson. Who, who I really I really like uh, Robert Saleh. You really, Sa- Salah. Saleh. It's Salah. pronounced Salah. Yeah. Salah. Okay. You <clears throat> you really can't not like Salah. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to Whitworth, the journey that he's been on is nothing short of a miracle. Um, not many people know this, but when he had COVID last uh, last season, mm-hmm. or really this season, um, when he had COVID, he has, I want to say, eight children. And while he had COVID, he quarantined for 10 days. In those 10 days, he rented a hotel room and was in the hotel room for those 10 days. He was not comfortable going back to his house after he was done yeah. with quarantine. He stayed in that hotel room for two more weeks. No way. By himself. No one else to talk to. He was still reporting to the Jets camp. Yeah. But, you know, it was kind of when COVID was kind of ramping up around like November. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically lived out of a hotel room while his kids were, while his kids and wife were at home. Um, says a lot about his character. Yeah, definitely. Day in and day out going and seeing, you know, your team be four and 12, four and 13, four and 14, four and 15, and having really no one to talk to. Yeah. You know, that's tough. Um, I, I really like Robert Sala. Um, I really think that this organization is going in the right direction. I think Joe Douglas, our GM, has his head on straight. Um, what do I want to see in this free agency? Mm-hmm. I want to see some new offensive linemen. Okay. And I want to see some wide receivers. We went out last year and picked up some wide receivers. Uh, I like Keelan Cole. I obviously I love Jamison Crowder. Um, Elijah Moore, another young talent that we can that we have ha- we have high hopes for yeah. um, for you know years to come. Hopefully, um, he's but again, slept on, I feel like he, he's very slept on. I also agree with that. Um, we have a good running back in Michael, Michael Carter. Carter. He's a beast. Um, what Tevin Coleman's going to do? I'm not quite sure. He wasn't that much of an impact because we have Ty Johnson in the backfield as well. Um, right. But you know. I'm really excited, um, and I've been excited about the future of the Jets for several time, for several years, yeah. several times, um, and have always told myself that you know this is going to be the time that they change. Um, but I'm hopeful. I'm not saying that we're going to be making the playoffs next year in two years, but I'm very hopeful for what's to come. Um, there's a lot of hope inside the training ground, outside the training ground. I feel like the Jets, I don't know, since you guys, I may be a little biased, mm-hmm. but I've always thought when the Jets have a losing record, I watch the Lions, yep. okay, or the Jacks play. Yeah, yeah. And all right, they have a terrible record. They're a losing record. Practically every game they get blown out. But then I look at the Jets and I think to myself, all right, well, the Jets have a similar record, but I just don't think of them as a losing organization. Like I like when I when I think of like the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think of losing, and they've never really been a good team. Yeah. But I mean, when you think of the Jets, could be similar to the 49ers or the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs had a slump for about ten years. Yeah, back um, in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would just kind of want to get your guys' take on that. You know, do you guys feel the same way, or am I just so, biased? Honestly. I think that the past few years with the Giants, I would say the, exactly the past five years. I the first year that we had a, the losing record, I was like, oh, "What's going on? We gotta we gotta start doing something about this, right?" I didn't think we were a losing team. I still thought that we we had that you know winning culture and that winning attitude. Then the next year happened, and 
losing again. And I said, oh my gosh, this is going to turn ugly. And by, you know, year three and four, now year five, I think that we owe it to ownership to kind of hold them accountable on what the product is they put out on the field. So, for instance, the Giants have been not, not great. Probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. Not probably. Bottom five team in the NFL the past five years. And maybe bottom three, arguably. Um, I haven't gone to a game in five years because I don't want to spend my money there. I don't think they deserve my money. Um, I think that the culture has completely changed. And I honestly, to answer your question, I do view the Giants right now as a losing organization. But if we're talking about my lifetime, I would say that the Giants used to be winners. And that has drastically changed. And that year, the year that it changed was 2017 when Dave Gettleman got hired as the Giants GM. Since Dave Gettleman got hired as the Giants GM, Giants have been a losing culture and a losing team. And I couldn't be more frustrated about it. Yeah, basically, if that, if that basically what question. kicked everything in motion mm-hmm. in, in the op- absolute opposite direction we wanted to go in. And I kind of just <laughs> bounce back of what Joe said. I pretty much agree with everything that he just said. <clears throat> um, I unfortunately... I mean, I didn't. Not unfortunately. I was I was given a ticket by one of my friends to go to the Giants Week 18 or Week 17 game against the now Commanders, but the then football team. Yeah. And I I knew the Giants stunk. I knew they were a bad football team. I knew it in my heart, and it it really sucked to like say that. But yeah. at the same time, seeing the Giants run a QB sneak on second and third down consecutively from the, our own fourth and from our own four-yard four yard line, line yeah. and five-yard line, that was tough to see. Yeah. That was really embarrassing. I really wanted to take off my Giants jersey and just throw it on the field. Like, I really did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now with, you know, we got new leadership mm-hmm. at the helm, new coordinators, new head coach, new GM. A complete a complete rebuild. Uh, yeah, a complete clean house. Clean, like, you couldn't have said but, any better. But, clean house. But I don't think we're going to improve for the next two years. No. I think, I think uh-huh. that Joe Shane, who's the new GM, for those of you that don't know, and I have talked about him before in past episodes, I think that he has a lot of work to do, and it's going to take at least two years to clean up Dave hey, Gettleman. Rome, Rome wasn't Gettleman. built in a day. Yeah. Rome was so. not built in a day. Anyway, that is going to be it for the first half of the show. We are going to take a quick break. We just did a lot of talking, and I know that you know the boys want a quick, want a quick water break. So um, we are going to take a quick water break, and I promise you guys we will be back soon, so don't go anywhere, and we will see you guys soon. And we are back. A little foster the, foster the people for you guys that are listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Blaze, I cannot wait to talk about this with you. I've been I've been waiting for this moment for so long. And Delps, are you guys ready? I'm ready, Joe. <laughs> hit, hit me with it. All I, right. I think I have an idea where this is going. Okay, okay, okay. So for everyone that, that, that knows, I have talked about this on the show before. The big old soccer, Blaze. That is the biggest thing. And I've been meaning to freaking ask you so many questions on this on this airwave right now. So for those of you that don't know, I was a Southampton fan my entire life for 10 years. Then this season I started following Tottenham and Southampton. I'm like 50-50 on both. Honestly, I still can't pick. And a lot of people, you know, kind of like like Blaze himself and, you know, people like Blaze, they all rip on me about it. But whatever. All right. I Delps, he he doesn't have a team. He was telling me the other day how he wants to be a Chelsea fan, but he has to look more into it. Blaze, I have a lot of questions. Okay. Number one, you have to explain the transfer market for everyone that's listening, for me for Delps, because I have an idea. I think I have a pretty good general idea on how it works, but you know all the ins and outs and everything about it, so I want you to explain that, number one. Number two, I want you to explain all these these different leagues that these teams are in for everyone, for all the listeners and everything, the Champions League, what that means, the Europa Conference, what that means for people, and what that is, and you know, everything really. 
not everything about the entire sport, but those two subjects, what I just said, I, I want to know the most about it, okay? And for those of you that don't know, Blaze himself is a Man City fan. <laughs> anyway, Blaze, I'm giving you the torch. Go on this ramble. Okay, I'm going to do this as quick as I can because I literally did this to my dad over winter break because he also wants to get into it a little bit more. Okay. And so the biggest thing with soccer is that it's so big. Yeah. It, it literally encapsulates practically every country in the world. Um, it's the biggest sport. Yes. So world. so real quick with the transfer market, um, there are two transfer markets throughout the entire year. Yep. Okay. Uh, the first transfer market, which is usually when players get traded, just consider a transfer a trade, when they get traded the most, June 1st to August 31st at midnight, okay. September 1st. That is the only time a player from one club can be transferred, can be traded to another club. If a player is, let's just say, on Manchester City on August 31st, on August 31st and signs with Tottenham and he can't put pen to paper before midnight, let's say he does it at 6 a.m. on September 1st, he can't join that club. Okay. So that's why there's a transfer window. So it's June 1st to August 31st. That is the only time when a player can can be traded. Now, mid-season, let's say your team's not doing well and you want to start getting some new players, there's a January transfer window. It's simple. January 1st to January 31st. Same exact thing. That's the only time a player can go to another club. Now, a player can sign for another club mid-season, but they can't join until the I next see. transfer window. Okay. So, just, just a real quick example. Um, Kylian Mbappe... Every, a lot of people know him. He plays for Paris Saint-Germain with Messi and Neymar. PSG, for those of you that yes, don't know. Yes, PSG. Uh, he just signed a deal with um, Real Madrid, and he signed a deal in January. But both him and Real Madrid don't want to be together right now, so he is joining them in June when the next transfer window opens. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. And my next question to you regarding the transfer windows and everything like that it's different from a lot of sports, okay, in terms of, you know, all these sports like baseball, football, hockey, basketball. They trade players for draft picks. There's no draft in soccer, in the Premier League, in Serie A, right? So what what's the deal with that? Is There's a lot of money involved, right? Is, that, is yeah, that the deal? Yes. It's mainly um, money? Soccer, soccer is disgustingly rich Okay, everywhere you go. Um, especially in Europe, and most times a player gets transferred for straight money. A lot of times there's a deal, just like any other trade, where one player for one player, maybe a little bit more. So instead of a draft pick, let's just say we'll give you a youth player who's coming up in the academy. He He's a prospect, and he's going to be good in five years, but since we want your good player, we'll give you him. Um, so that's really that. With and And... So my next question to you regarding the whole money thing, the money goes where? So let's say Tottenham, right, buys Sterling from Man City. Very hypothetical. I don't know his contract. I don't know the whole situation with that. Buys him for 100 million pounds, right? That 100 million pounds, in return, Tottenham gets Sterling. Man City, as a, as a club, gets 100 million, or Sterling gets a portion of that? What's the deal with that whole thing? So that 100 million goes directly to the club. Okay. Um, so let's say you sign Sterling for 100 million pounds. 100 million pounds goes to Manchester City. Now, this the, the contract talks can end right now if Sterling doesn't agree to join I Tottenham. See. I see. So they pay 100 million pounds. All right, we're halfway there. Now Sterling needs to sign with Tottenham. So now Tottenham has to put up more money to oh. sign Sterling. So it's kind of like a, there's like two steps to it. Okay. Okay. That that I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Blaze, two more one more question for you regarding soccer, the Champions League and the Europa League. Mm-hmm. You got to explain that for people that don't know. I personally know, but you got to sum it down. Sum, so, sum it for uh, a lot of people. So real quick, um in Europe uh, the entire soccer federation is called UEFA, U-E-F-A. Um, I can't think of the abbreviations right now, um, but basically it just encapsulates all of European soccer. The Champions League, there's Champions League all around the world, but UEFA is the most prominent because it has the best players. Um, so basically, they're, 
is something called the Big Four, or you hear Top Flight. Um, top Flight just means the leagues in England, Spain, Germany, Italy, and France. Um, so every all of those leagues besides France, the top four teams that finish in the table go to the Champions League. Uh, the fifth team goes to the Europa League, and the sixth team, I believe in La Liga and Germany and Italy, uh, go into the, like a Europa League playoff where they have okay. to play to get into the Europa League. Uh, in France, there aren't that many great teams, so they only have they only allow, I believe, either two or three teams to go to the Champions League and then two teams to go to Europa League. So basically what the Champions League is, it's just a tournament going on during this season where the best teams play other best teams from everywhere in Europe. Um, basically, that's kind of the best way to sum it up. But while you know the Champions League is going on, let's like yesterday, Real Madrid played Paris Saint-Germain. PSG. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. PSG plays in France. Real Madrid plays in Spain. After this week, this weekend, they both go back and play in their respective leagues. So mm-hmm. Real Madrid is going to go back to La Liga and play against the Spanish team. PSG is going to go back to France and play a French team. But in two weeks, when they meet again, they're going to play again against each other because it's two legs. We're in round of 16 um, to find out who goes on. Yes. So basically all Champions League is just a tournament. Okay. Perfect. It kind of sounds like, when you explain that to me, it sounds like almost the same thing as like March Madness and the NIT. So it's like you have March Madness, which is you know the Champions League, which is the best of the best that's competing for that spot, being the best team in Europe. And then you have the Europa League, which is like the NIT League, where teams are good, but they're not there yet. They're not so great. They can still, they, they're not great. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, I honestly didn't know that there was a difference. Yeah. I mean, I knew the Champions League just because like, Watching highlights from you know the Man U versus Bayern, uh, Bayern Munich, um, that matchup back in the the nineties with like uh, Beckham and all that, um, <laughs> like I, I had a, a little bit of an understanding of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was a very prestigious soccer tournament, and if you won, you were literally the kings of soccer. Yeah, kings, you, of, kings the of Europe. There's yeah. there uh, a lot of players. It's up for debate, but a lot of players say that they would rather win the Champions League once than win their league. Like, let's say Real Madrid. Real Madrid players would rather win the Champions League once than the La Liga chip five times. Mm-hmm. So do you think that players would rather win the Champions League once than win a World Cup title? Or do you think the World Cup title is just so I feel like that's, renowned? I feel like that's very different. Well, well, I, I well no, it, it's yeah. definitely different, but at the same time, I would say World Cup. Um, there are players out there who have won both. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think the World Cup is the entire world. Yeah. Um, and the amount of pride that you can have from being born in a country to winning the World Cup. For that country. For that country, playing a sport that is one of the most popular sports in the entire Mm -hmm. world. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it is very different, but I would say players would definitely take the World Cup over Champions League. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, I remember the one thing that I really remember, I think it was 2016, maybe 2015, it was Brazil versus Germany, and Germany put an absolute whooping up. 2014, Brazil. yeah, it was. Seven, or that was 2014, yeah. Sorry, seven, and um, seven one, I believe it was. And I remember it was still the first half. I was on a cruise. I, mean, I was watching this, <laughs> and it was three nothing, four nothing. It was like 25 minutes into the game, 30 minutes into the game, and their Brazil fans sobbing in the sand, in the stands. Like that's how much this game mm-hmm. means to them. Yeah. Where it's like you have people, you have OBJ sobbing for winning the, the Super Bowl. And then you have Brazil fans, not even players, sobbing that they're down four nothing in a World Cup game. Like that just goes to show you what kind of impact that like soccer has on the world. Yeah, and and this will be the last thing that I mentioned on this, but I've I've always said this. Um, I really truly believe that soccer is more than a sport. Um, when you look at the fans, when you look at the players mm-hmm. in Europe, especially because that's where it's most popular. Um, you either go to a game or you see it on TV. Those fans, every single fan there is chanting, mm-hmm. is jumping up and down, is in waving, unison. is waving a flag, all in unison. Yeah, you know, I, there's no way you can watch a pregame, have no music, n- no one talking, and just listen. And no matter if you're a supporter of one team, like I, I hate Liverpool, but I get chills every time I hear the entire. I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. The entire crowd just chanting, "You'll never walk alone." And it's and when when a player scores a goal at zero zero the entire game and one player scores a goal in the ninety fifth minute to win it all, it it's better than the yeah. Super Bowl. 
for those of you that don't know, Blaze went. So Blaze is a huge NYCFC fan. I still don't know what MLS team I like, but that's besides the point. Blaze is such a big soccer fan. NYCFC, for those of you that don't know, they won their first MLS Cup this this past year. They got that star. They did get that star. And Delps, guess who was at the game in Oregon? I'm going to go with Mr. Blaze. Right <laughs> Mr. Blaze. Me, yeah. him, him and his dad flew. How how long was the flight, please? It was like it was like six hours, but honestly, it was completely worth it. The game was the game was in Seattle, right? The the, the you, game was in Oregon. You you gotta and, uh, tell the story, please. You no, gotta, yeah, yeah. Real quick, oh um, you know, at the time, uh, sorry, not Manchester City, uh, New York City FC was fourth um, going into the playoffs, and it was kind of a far fetched thought that they were going to go even near the the championship game. And uh, when they won, when they beat Philadelphia Union in the semifinals, I, or I believe it was like before the whistle blew, I texted my dad. I was like, you know, if they actually do this, like, do you want to go? And he said, yeah, but you got to pay for the tickets. So then obviously they won, and I checked, and I, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I, you do have to help me out here, or else we're screwed. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we, we were able to get tickets. Um, yeah, flew out there for the game. The game was great. It went to PKs. Uh, New York City pulled it off. And then uh, to cap it off, I was able to meet all the players. Um, we went to their hotel, my dad and I, and for like the after party. And I met all the players. I touched the trophy. Uh, I talked to the coach. Um, it was honestly the closest thing you can get to to meeting some of your your guys that you've watched that's, for the past that's years. insane that's, that's awesome yeah. blaze you are truly the biggest soccer fan that i know one of at least um you're also the complete man thank you for coming and talking soccer i've been meaning to freaking get you in this studio for so long and really chalking it up i know delps is very interested also soccer is one of those sports that's always interested me like I loved playing FIFA Joe I mean Joe and I we were roommates freshman sophomore year I mean, we played FIFA we played FIFA yeah. we played chill we played we played everything and so yeah. like I was never I played soccer in second grade maybe for a year I mean I was a big big goof on the field so I wasn't <laughs> really doing too much but it was definitely like one of those sports where I was like man I kind I definitely missed out on you yeah. know experiencing this and playing this at like a level like that so and now Delves gets to pick his team I do I do I gotta watch that video first and then I'll pick it <laughs> yeah uh, and so. listen to Blaze for those that don't know every, everyone that's trying to get into soccer there's a video on YouTube it says um, soccer for dummy for American dummies um, it's 25 minutes but trust me when I say this you will be entertained for those 25 minutes and it really dumbs down the Premier League and really any league um, not any league but the Premier League um into standards that we know and yeah I just think the Premier League's easiest to follow because it's all in English and we really get to know the history better anyway regardless of all that that's enough soccer talk for us we're gonna take a quick quick break probably a minute break because I do want to you know relax and get some water in me before we start talking about hockey and do call-ins and that is everyone's favorite thing the call-ins so yeah anyway we will be back very soon don't go anywhere and thanks for tuning in We are back. Hopefully you guys didn't miss us. Now it's my turn, Blaze, all right? Now 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 it's my turn <laughs> to ahead, educate go you. Ahead, go ahead. So let me all let yours. me just start with that. By the way, before I start talking into this, Delps, I still haven't missed your 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 on button yet. Oh, you you know what? You're right, Joe. And no I one even thought about that. Completely forgot about that. No yeah. one forgot it. That's an inside joke. Um not inside joke, I guess. If you've been supporting the show, you would get it. And yeah, basically I missed Delps' mic every time for two years ago. And now I haven't missed it. So, and I promised him I wouldn't miss it. And I haven't. Anyway, regardless, Blaze, welcome to my territory, baby. Now we're talking about hockey. 
Yeah, the, my favorite sport, Delps' favorite sport. Blaze, there's trades. There's no transfer fee. There's, <laughs> there's, you know, there's, there's draft picks. There's no academies. Typical, it, typical American sports. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and you know, it's big in Europe too. I will have to admit, it Sweden, is, is. Switzerland, you know, Germany, Slovakia. Russia, I could go on. Russia. Russia. Excuse me, we will get into the Olympics very soon, but I do want to talk about the NHL since, since you know, the, the All-Star breaks over and everything. There's been a lot going on in the NHL recently. There has been a lot going on in the NHL. Blaze is a Rangers fan. Doesn't really follow, but I have it on the TV a lot so he can watch and, you know, endure my yelling <laughs> when he's trying to, you know, study or do work. Um, I'm sorry about that. Anyway, Rangers came back, Delps. They finally, they finally played their first game in, I don't even know how long. Since the... Um when was their last game? The two weeks ago, yeah, against against Florida, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they came back. They won in a nine round shootout. That was sick to watch, and it was pretty awesome. It really was. I'm very happy mm-hmm. that Rangers hockey is back. Um, yeah, and so basically, that's really all I want to touch upon. Chris Kreider was was awesome, and he tried that fake the Kucherov. Yeah, I mean, really he cool. pulled it off in the All Star game. Yeah, so. so he might, might as well try in real yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Rangers for you, really summed up. And yeah, they're just they they came back, they got all their rust off in the first period, and they're back. And Gerard Gallant, I think, is a huge factor in that. Anyway, regardless, Quinnipiac Bobcats. Yeah, it's been uh it's been a little bit of a tough time for Quinnipiac Bobcats hockey. Um mm-hmm. the boys and girls aren't going anywhere though. Um the men's team dropped a, a tough game to Clarkson in uh They're a good team. They are a good team. Uh and I the don't believe too. I don't believe that game was in overtime. I think they just no, lost 2-1, they, they yeah. They lost 2-1, um, 3-1. It was an empty net so at the end. Yeah, the men's team they they dropped to number 4 <clears> in both <throat> rankings. Yeah. Uh the women's team dropped to number 9. Both teams, I mean, the men's team is still in the top five. Women's team is still in the top ten. Yes. We're not going anywhere. We got the title wagon. Wagons don't break down. That is true. They do not break down. Well, Unless you're playing that game. What's yeah. that game? Um, Oregon guys, Trail. Oregon Trail. I'm glad someone knew that, <laughs> knew that game because I, don't, I, I played don't that know, game I in like third grade. I do not know how I remember that, but that's... Thank, yeah. thank God you knew that name because I would not have remembered that. And I played that in third grade. I'm not even exaggerating. Um, so, yeah, so. I mean, it's been a little bit of a rough time for QU Hockey. Um, it's okay, though. The it's okay. Our next, uh, The next game, I want to say, is Friday. It's this weekend. We're, yeah. we're away for two games yep. again. And then the... Very, very coveted Yale game next Tuesday. Let's go. February 22nd, 7 p.m. Yale comes to Hamden. Finally. Unfortunate for them. <laughs> can't wait. It's going to be our first Yale game since freshman year. Um, I absolutely can't wait. I'm so yeah. excited. Um, other news around you know, college hockey. Um, the Bean Pot was this past weekend. Yeah, that um, was sick. BU beat Northeastern in the championship game. one nothing. one nothing. Crazy game. Absolute. Unreal game. A kid that plays for BU, Matt Brown. Um, crazy story. He he lost his mom. I don't know under the what the circumstances were. He lost his mom last week or two weeks ago. He came back in the Beanpot semis, scored the game winner. Yeah, game tying. Yeah, goal. scored the game winning goal. And then obviously his team stuck it through, beat Northeastern in the championship. And I think I've shown you, Joe, mm. this, the video of him, but. BU um, Terriers Ice Hockey Instagram account posted a video of the of their practice one day, and he pulled off a backhand Michigan over the top left oh, of the wow. goalie's shoulder. Absolutely oh, wow. filthy. That's absurd. This kid is a Jersey kid, born and bred. I played him in high school. Yeah. Absolutely unreal. Like when I tell you unreal, my high school had no idea who this kid was when we first went into the game. Right, it was against Ten Fly. Ten Fly was always an easy team. We go into this game, I start warming up, and I look across the ice, and I see this kid flying. I see him ripping shots, and I go to my coach on the bench, and I'm like, who is this kid? He's like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. He came out of nowhere. The game ended up being like 3-2. He scored both goals, and I mean, like he, by far, was the best hockey player I've ever played against in my entire yeah. life. And now Dang. he just won the bead pot with Boston University, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, very good for him. Besides that, college hockey's been kind of quiet. There haven't been too many upsets, like any any crazy upsets. Obviously, Quinnipiac losing to Clarkson is a big upset, but we kind of already covered that. Yeah. Um, the NHL, um, Tyler Toffoli, um, the oh, Flame, got, um, yeah. got traded to Calgary. Um, that was a big-time move. He got uh, reunited with Milan Lucic. That was pretty cool to see. That's very cool. Um, besides that, Sidney Crosby scored his fifth hundred, fifth hundred, 500th, 500th goal, goal, not 500th. Um, 50th against the Flyers, too. 
Very cool. Right. Mm-hmm. I do want to say this, Delps, before you continue. If you want to call in, call in. Call in anytime. Number is 203-582-5555. I do want to open the phone calls up. 203-582-5555. Delps, you can continue. 203-582-5555. And then just the last thing that I have to say about NHL hockey, yeah. um, Jack Eichel, he's planning on oh, making his coming return back. Wednesday. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah, he's had, what was it, a neck injury? Something something with his neck, yeah. shoulder, like yeah, up, yeah, up yeah. in that area. Like a shoulder um, disc or something. So obviously everybody knows the story. He was the captain of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, they... There was a, a lot of controversy going around with their handling of his injury where he wanted to get his own personal doctor um, involved in the situation and the Sabres basically told him no. And so he was like, Which all is right. BS. He was like, all right, well, if you're not going to let me get see my own medical like advice, I'm just not going to play. And so that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. And instead of paying him to sit on the bench or literally not sit up for any games, they just decided to deal him to Vegas, which is already one of the most dangerous teams in the NHL. And they just added a rock. Rock top, star. top five NHL player in the league. They added a rock star to the lineup. Yeah. And so he, he'll he play tonight um, against the Colorado Avalanche, who is also one of the top teams in the in the NHL. I would argue to say the best team in the NHL right yeah. now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be gonna the slate of games tonight are, you know, you got Minnesota versus Winnipeg, uh, the Panthers versus Carolina, the Ducks versus the Flames, and the Avalanche versus the Knights. So a lot of good games on the docket. Uh, Rangers don't play until tomorrow against the Red Wings. Um, hopefully that'll be a good bounce back. Uh, not a bounce back. We won last night, but hopefully you know. it'll be a good game. Exactly for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I do want to say one more time: the number is if you do plan on calling in two zero three five eight two five 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 five. Again, two zero three five eight two five 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 five. And yeah, one more quick little thing that I do want to touch upon with you two: the Olympics, Winter Olympics. Um, I know we talked about this on the last show. Uh, Sean White retiring and everything like that. USA Hockey just lost to Slovakia in shootout. Yep. Very sad. Uh, and Canadia, a- can, or Canada. Jeez, <laughs> did I really just say that? Oh, my goodness. It's been a long day. Canada just lost also, yep. and they're out, too, mm-hmm. to Sweden. Yeah. So now it's Sw- it's Slovakia, Sweden, and I don't know the, the other country. We do have a caller. I do want to say Load that up. before we uh, continue. Oh. Oh. Okay, drop that pick. Hey, you're on the air with uh, Behind the Bench. Want to say your name, where you're from? Uh, Darren from New Jersey. What's going on, Darren? Uh, not much. couple points. Uh, first on soccer, which I'm not a big fan of, but getting what you guys are talking about. Um, I was in London, and you talk about how crazy those fans are. That they actually have signs outside the pubs that you're not allowed to wear your colors inside the pub oh wow and it's just because they take it that serious i heard it's Which the craziest sport i i heard it's the fans are nuts oh well i guess taking it by that i i would assume so and then andrew i know you went to st joe's in, in montvale and i think one of their soccer players who was in the mls Actually, I don't know whether it got signed, traded, sold, or whatever, but is now playing in one of the big leagues. Yeah, Matt, Tur- Matt Turner, he uh, mm-hmm. graduated St. Joe's in 2014, 2015. He graduated with the, the McCourty Twins, and um, he was playing for the uh, New England Revolution. And, I mean, he was he was on the uh, the MLS Team of the Year. He was mm-hmm. regarded as one of the best gold, gold keepers in, in the MLS. I know Blaze can talk more about that, but obviously St. Joe's is going to revel off that. But, um yeah, I don't know what the exact details were of him going over overseas, but he's uh Blaze, you know, it's right? It's a it's it, it's a done deal. He's uh he signed he's with Arsenal. Arsenal. Right? Yeah, yeah he, he signed with Arsenal. Um quick fact, uh his his dad actually trained my girlfriend, uh which is pretty cool. Um <laughs> that's cool. But uh, that's but that that's that's the best thing for for American soccer, uh especially American sports in general. It's just more talent uh over in Europe and obviously for uh Europeans when they look at Americans playing soccer. Uh, it's not really in the best of lighting, so uh, just another American in Europe is exactly what the sport needs. And it's like the last the last guy before Matt that I or before Turner that I saw that got transferred overseas was a uh, uh, Pulisic. I don't mm-hmm. know how to pronounce the last name, but um, Pulisic, yeah. Pulisic, and, yeah. And then the, there's also uh, the Manchester City backup goalkeeper. Uh, he went to University of Maryland. He's uh, born and bred from Maryland, and uh, yeah, he plays for Manchester City. That's awesome. Yeah, right? definitely yeah. good to see that happen. And and one last note, I think Donald should have been the. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely, I, I definitely I see that. Yeah. I definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. There, there's definitely an, an argument there. I think Cooper Cup honestly also does oh. deserve. You know, he had Absolute. what two touchdowns? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, two. But but Aaron Donald also had three yeah. sacks and the game-winning yeah. sack. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely really, an argument. He, and Blade, you were 100 percent right. I think. Most people were just happy that Brady was not in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's I'll a general consensus that. that we can all agree yeah. on. Yeah. 100%. All right. You guys have a good night. Take care. Thank you for calling. Thanks, Darren. Thank you. All right. Um, I guess we can try to get one more phone call here. It is 701, but it's okay. Security is not pushing us out yet, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, the Olympics, you know, I guess kind of winding down at this, not winding down, but in terms of my interest, I guess kind of winding down, even though curling is really cool and everything like that. And yeah, again, this is your last chance because we're about to do shout outs and stuff. So um, I give, I give the, um, what is the, uh, what's the difference between bobsled and luge? Do you know? Cause I, I know. Not. Bo- is, okay, is so bobsled, bobsled is from people? Cool Runnings. I know that for a fact. That's like the team where you. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. what I thought. Yeah. So I played in a, um, uh, hockey tournament four years ago up in Lake Placid and um, so obviously we were you know able to you know tour the facility we played on the actual rink that um, you know uh, the 1980 miracle team won on um, that was that was so cool and we were actually there was one day we had some downtime either between games and all that we got a caller I'm gonna wait for that I'm sorry dopes we do have a caller <laughs> hey you're on the you're on behind the bench want to say your name where you're from now, how about this? Okay, I don't know what that was, so I just dropped it. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not going to dump that because I didn't even hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it just sounded like a bunch of noises. Oh, there's another call. <laughs> Let's see this. <laughs> hey, you're on behind the bench. Want to say your name, where you're from? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I just called a second ago. I'm just going through a tough time right now. <laughs> hey, sir, how are you doing? How, how can we help you? Bengals, man. All these years, we get a big shot. Sir, I'm, I'm, I'm. Don't even tell me. Where? Let me guess. Are you a lifelong Bengals fan, sir? Lifelong Bengals fan. I've been a Bengals fan since I came out the womb. Absolutely orange, man. That's a shame. That's a shame. Oh man, I'm sorry, sir. Is there anything that we can do? I mean, you guys, you guys have a great, great future and everything with Joe Burrow. Hey, you know what? I don't think it's gonna be okay, sir. I'm sorry. No, you can't. No, no, Blaze. You have to be optimistic. You have to. This man sounds like he's in pain, Blaze. This man. All right, sir. You have a great team. Joe Burrow is an amazing quarterback. You have a great. We do have a good team. We do have a good team. Don't don't listen to Blaze. He's just a negative Nancy. Please. You have you, you hey sir you have you have better luck being a Jets fan I, th- I think you should just become a Jets don't, fan now. don't listen to him don't listen Jamar Chase is great T Higgins is great Joe Burrow is great all they didn't all they need to do is just fix the line that old line I want to strangle every last one of them Bengals again stop it stop it honey stop right now stop right <laughs> Um, sir, I am. Sir, I'm so sorry to hear all of that. Okay, I'm so sorry. Okay. Maybe, maybe if you come here to Hamden, we could get you some nice, nice pizza and and talk about the future with you. Okay. All right, I've heard it. I've had enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, sir. We we appreciate you calling in so much. <laughs> seriously, I appreciate you listening to me. We hope that we can help with any of your problems. Hopefully next season I'll, I'll be calling with a better attitude. And... Oh, LA Rams! All right, that's it. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. You guys have a wonderful rest of the show. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Take care, sir. All right. Bye, bye. <laughs> All right. Well, that was. Oh, that was man, I hope, I hope he feels better. Poor guy. <laughs> I feel bad for him. <laughs> Guys, we, we were, I feel bad for him too. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's really sad. Anyway, that that's a great way to wrap up the show. Um, 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> we cannot thank you guys enough for everything you do for, for the brand behind the bench. Um, go check out P- the Pitch Blitz. If you haven't, it's available everywhere. Um, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it, it's there. Um, again, it's the Pitch Blitz. Delps, if you want to talk and give anyone a shout out yeah i'll just give my usual rundown i gotta add a couple more in but uh yeah shout out the the 201 the 732 and the 914 um shout out to mama and papa bucci shout out to joe's whole family his friends from home shout out to my parents my sister my me mom i know she's listening uh, my friends down the shore my friends from home uh shout out blaze's family blaze's friends from home guys at school street guys up here yeah, thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, it was a blast having Blaze on the show. Um, we'll continue to see him on our Instagram page and on our Twitter uh, for Behind the Bets. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Follow and, it um, at Behind the Bench One. Yes, sir. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, <coughs> Spotify, everything. You know, find it all on uh, in our Linkster, in our Instagram bio. And, uh, and yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in this week. And make sure to be back next Wednesday at six o'clock. We'll be here. Blaze, your turn, man. You want to you want to shout out anyone? I just want to say thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys uh, bringing me into this, uh, especially with behind the bets. Um, but yeah, thank you. You guys got a good thing going here. Um, I'm kind of jealous of what you guys do. <laughs> I wish my podcast sounded like this. But uh, keep it going. Keep up the hard work. And uh, thank you. No, oh, Blaze, you're the man. Seriously, you're welcome on the show anytime you want. We, it was truly pleasure pleasure having you here. Um, it's awesome having your mind and another another opinion in the in the room and your you know your intellect here. You're the man. <clears throat> couldn't ask for a better guest. Couldn't ask for a better co co host on behind the bets. And yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna give my quick shout out. Shout out to everyone for Delps' family. Shout out Blaze's family. And shout out my grandparents. I know you guys are listening. You guys are the best. And I love you guys. I hope you guys are doing well in Florida. Um, shout out everyone who's just supported and shout out all the best fans in the stands. And seriously, other than that, everything's, you know, great. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are having a great week. Hopefully you guys continue to have a great week. Hopefully this entertained you for the last hour and 10 minutes. And that's all. Later. Peace. <laughs>